My end. All right, push on the button. Okay. Welcome back. are talking in the other room. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. It's the Holy birthday cow. show. It's Hello. your birthday. Hi. Yay. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mrs. Ryan. It's a big one for you. Oh, yeah. Nice and done. <laughs> that was unintentional. Uh, it's a big one. It's a big one. How you feeling? Older. Yeah, good for you. You look fantastic. Uh, welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome back, everybody else, to the old late night playset. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. And uh, we're back. We're back. It's been a two-week hiatus from us since the Porsche Experience Center shows and uh, feeling rusty. Feels I know like I am. forever. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lifetime has occurred since then. All right. Well, hang on. Yeah. All right. First of all, today is uh, Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. That is Mrs. Ryan's birthday, as we just covered. Our guests this evening are the hosts of, uh, let's see, the Crazy Funny Asians podcast, but they, they do a lot of other things. Lucas Seeley and Eric Esteban are here today. We just met them in the other room. Delightful gentlemen. Had Delightful a nice long guys. talk with one and just a brief one with the other. And just really cool guys. Looking forward to getting them in here. Uh, in the meantime, Mrs. Ryan, there are things to do, including it's your birthday. Yippee. It's not from me, but it was a delivery <laughs> that arrived. So uh, 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 you go ahead and take that down there and do whatever you will All with it. Right. And I will uh, see if I have some announcements to make over here or not. I can't remember. Let's see. Well, there's you doing that. That's kind of entertaining in itself. Unboxing. Let's see. I, I have notes for the hellos. We had the hiatus. That was a heck of a heck of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, meetings, phone conference call, all sorts of stuff. Uh, new equipment. Holy cow. When we left you, we were talking oh. about new equipment. Uh-oh. Here we go. There we go. Oh, oh my. Oh. So there's cookies. Yeah, beautiful big it's cookies bonded. there. Is there a, there looks to be a card. Yeah, I'm gonna. Here, you go ahead. Is there anything else in that box? I'll get your card out. Then you should have prepped this, I guess, ahead of time. Sorry about that. Oh, this is easier than I thought it would be. Here you go. Oh, jeez. Cookies are falling oh, into my lap. Oh, there's a brownie. Whoever said, I love. Oh. Palm tree cookies. Oh. There you go. I love whoever. This is, uh. Is that really, not the card? It's, it's, a, it's from Daria and the Mojitos. The Daria 222 and the Mojitos. Mojitos. Mo 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 Mojitos. Mojitos. Montijo. Montijo. Oh, oh, that's guys, so lovely. It's really, the really Montijos. awesome. To our lovely Nicole, wishing you the best birthday and lots of good days this year and always. You are so loved, the Montijos. It is totally true. That is just beautiful, you guys. Daria, if uh, some you of you may remember. Thank you. If you've watched this show for a very, very long time, uh, you may remember that Daria has actually been a guest a couple times. Both yeah. On the old Life with the Ryans and, um, I don't know, It's Tonight Show, Late Night, whatever. All this stuff. How nice is that? Good for you, Mrs. Ryan. She was my landlord. I feel the oh, need I always to always that. say that. She was my landlord. <laughs> That's how you guys met. And she found you on, on Instagram through the Porsche Life. And we were somewhat connected through algorithms Because her on husband has a, has a Porsche. Has a Porsche. So she, ah, she looks familiar to me. I think she used to live in my old, which was a 111 
Croft. Two, two, two. Oh, two, two, two. She was the two, two, two apartment. Oh, so that's where her two, two, two comes from mm-hmm. in the Daria two, two, two. Yeah. That's a riot. Yeah. Dohini. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right. You guys so are awesome. Thank you. And I'm going to eat those cookies so happily. <laughs> Uh, new equipment. When we left you last, we were talking about it. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was the best slash worst week ever. I don't want to talk about it too long because we've got some other things to do. But um, so many technical difficulties. We de- determined that um, there were just glitches. Nothing was going wrong. There were just glitches uh, in, in our system because it's all iOS and things are all different ages. And what we did is we went ahead and got the new MacBook Pro. We got the new iPad Pro. Uh, we've got some new equipment that is going to make the show more stable, which is fantastic. Uh, we still need to get new iPhones, which will do all of that too. So that's in the works. It's coming. It's coming. Next steps. Yeah, I think here we go. The Christmas hiatus, maybe for that one. Oh. Um, your birthday, we covered that, and something I do have here, but I want to bring that up during your news. Okay, Mrs. Ryan, time to do a quick East Coast feed. Very, very quick. Awesome. There are many through the week because, of course, we're backed up. But uh, real quick, let's just take it into Danbury Chive, and I believe we're at Ridgefield BMW back there in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Roll it, Hal. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. I'm here with Kenny, as usual. What's up, Kenny? And it's a wonderful November day. I'm wearing my good short sleeve M shirt at work. But I don't know if you can see it behind me, but it's snowing. (laughs) (laughs) It starts snowing like a squall out of nowhere. And it's nice out. They're like sun and snow and East Coast speed, baby. This is how we do it. Random snow. It's November. Woo! All right, so backstory on that, of course, is that we were here two weeks ago when it was still November, and uh, uh, there was a, <laughs> in addition, all the technical jumbles and whatever. Remember we tried to play an East Coast Feed and it wouldn't play and whatever on the yeah. Jeff Sword show? That was the one, so that was why it's so old and snow in November, blah, blah, Chaos. blah. I don't think it's Glad we got the video. My point being, that snow seemed impressive at the time. We oh. have a video to play today of our time up in the snow and... Uh, Oh, man, blows us away. I do want to check in with one last thing before we play the video, Mrs. Ryan. We have to – I think I'm still going to push the button, right? Is it always, all right, we decided that. <laughs> we're calling Audible. We're running it on the on – the, uh, I, I will take doing. full Just ownership. Play it, play it. I am distracted. It's my birthday, and I <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> it's your birthday. I'm distracted and ruining everything. <laughs> I think so it's sorry. making everything fantastic. I think I think the more the, the tighter I try to hold on to this thing, the more it strangles the show. The more loose it is, the better, the better people enjoy it. Uh, okay, Mrs. Ryan, I am holding up the Dave Watch calendar. It is time to check in with Dave Watch, everybody. Today is December 3rd, Mrs. Ryan's birthday. That is why there's a square. I am going to put an X... <laughs> X gets the square. Uh, unfortunately, you don't win Hollywood squares, but what we do do is uh, we denote that Mr. David Letterman is not sitting in that chair. However, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to stop doing the Dave Watch soon because we're actually making progress. Mrs. Ryan, um, what can we say? I'll just hand it over to you. Where are we with Dave Watch? Where are we? Uh, so much has happened since our last show. Uh, I don't know necessarily always where to jump in but the crux is that this will probably happen he knows the story um and it's as intriguing a mystery to him as it is to everyone and us and whatever um i think 
I per my personal gut is that he's still wrapping his head around all this. So there's so much happening. Um, so there's not a ton to say, but it's all in the works. Right. Um, we're going to meet with the guy. Can we say that? Yeah, probably soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then f- from there, we only see good things happening because this is all above board. We know it's all true. We know it's, all, you know what I mean? Like this only, if they're interested now, it only gets better. Yeah. There it is so much love and momentum is on this. It's a tremendous ride. Means the world to me. I don't often check in with Mrs. Ryan because I can't have that on my. This has been. It's been in my mind for twenty five years or whatever it's been. So I can't really think about it anymore. She's doing all of this. She's making it happen behind the scenes. Um, I'm just staying here at the desk. That was our agreement. So December third, there is an X denoting that Mr. David Letterman is not sitting in that chair. However, we feel that he will be sitting here very soon. I don't know if it will be on this calendar or not, but I'm pretty excited about it. Can't wait to have that conversation. Me too. All right, last thing I have to do, Mrs. Ryan. Oh, my gosh, we're so late. All right, do you want it? Should we do it? We'd have to do it today, right? This yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, we have a video from the other day when we went up to Breakfast Club, and it was uh, Black Friday. I think we'll just call it that. Black Friday. Roll it how. Girl, we made it up here. It was not easy, <laughs> but some Carrera fours made it up as well. There's uh, Darren and Ron. Totes McGold is down there. Mommy made it up, and a bunch of trucks and four-wheel drive. One is trying to get the other one out. Friday, and not how that, in the good way, in the beautiful, 
snowy. It's Black Friday for everybody else. It sounds awful. Uh, we're leaving Newcombs. It was uh, awesome. Can't believe that there was actually a turnout. Seven Porsches, eight Porsches, something like that. Uh, we're gonna get out of here and try to get out safely. The roads are not good. See you down there. Exactly. See, maybe you could. Welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. That was such a fun morning, Mister. <laughs> I know the video is kind of long, but it was just like I don't care. It was so fun. It never is like that up there, you know. Not not that snowy, anyway. Not it for was us. gorgeous <laughs> and spectacular. That whole thing. I can't, I'm so impressed with you driving up there. Like, oh, I, you're not the only person who said that, and I will take it. I really appreciate it. I'll take the praise. It's not hard for me. I literally, you saw it. It was easy as pie we grew up in the east coast like that's how we learned to drive that's how you would go weather yes, exactly. so it it but <laughs> you're still really good at like it that. you're still really good at driving I'm, I'm not i'll take it i think you're awesome 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 and and how pretty did you look there on your birthday breakfast club pretty nice Aren't we adorable today? <laughs> yeah, I think we are. I think you are, especially. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, I've gone on and on and on. It's time for a quick uh, news, if it's all right. It's yeah. time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? My truncated news. Uh, there was, okay, Thanksgiving for everyone. Friendsgiving <laughs> for people that aren't like around their family all the time is a thing. Friendsgiving. Yeah. I used to do it all the time before I was married and had the love of my life present in my world. But as uh, this grandmother in Phoenix, Arizona, texted someone she thought was her grandson like four years ago, and it was not him. It was just some (sighs) random guy. Yeah, I remember this. I remember this a couple years ago when it was happening. They've continued the tradition and now have had four Thanksgivings together. This is the fourth. This is the fourth one, and the pictures are great. I'm going to put one up. It's hilarious. Like, Wanda's the woman, and she's like, I, that's what grandmas do. We feed people. Like, 
come over anyway. Yeah, I love it. It made his whole world, and it just made me love Thanksgiving. I love it, too. I love all those stories. I don't know how many of them are true or not. This one, I think, is true. But, you know, there's one about, uh, uh, you know, somebody's somebody died and somebody would still text the number every day and then like you know after two years like eventually they got a response back or something and they're like i've been i've been getting your uh eh, whatever i'm I, we don't have time for this i don't know that one really i'm gonna send it to you then it, it, it it's kind of nice it's a somebody died and they've been sending messages to call it their sister i'm making that up but call it their sister and they would send these messages to the sister every every year or whatever however whenever the person thought of them and of course as it happens in time you know the phone numbers change and eventually that phone number becomes someone else's so that person was receiving texts for a long time not responding and then eventually one day responded and the response was something to the effect of wow i lost somebody too your texts have helped me get through the whole thing they ended up meeting in the whole thing i don't know if it's true or not and I totally just took your thing, and I'm sorry. But I love You know stories. what? It's all them. good vibes shared at, like, weird moments of technology and kerfluffles that, like, end up being really amazing. And yeah. that, to me, is what life's about. So yeah. kudos to Phoenix and keeping that tradition going. And to uh, you for bringing up that story. Thanks. Um, I'm going to talk about the one tomorrow. Uh, Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins tomorrow. Uh, I love them. But there was a dog in Florida that drove a car backward for an hour. Oh, (laughs) gosh, I saw that. Yeah. (gasps) What happened was the dog apparently, supposedly, or you go ahead. The owner left the car, like started the car and had left the car on and the dog ended up putting it in reverse is what I read. Yeah, the car was in neutral or whatever instead of park or something like that. So there was no lock or whatever and the dog just knocked it in. Even if it wasn't parked, somehow the dog knocked it in and just the car was going in circles and circles, taking out mailboxes and everything. Luckily, it was just sort of on a cul-de-sac, like, look, like thing. But was it police? Was it police? A cop came? And, a and cop came because a, 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 and ended up like a bra- reckless you know, driver. Yeah. <laughs> taking out the neighborhood. <laughs> and they opened the door. The dog just got out and was like, whatever. I'm so happy. I love yeah. the video. I love just it. Like, Let's so, do it again. Th- Thanksgiving fun all around. Uh, lastly... Uh, speaking of animals, though, Dubai is treating camels like horses. They're ra- so. Haven't they're- they always? Okay, well, maybe they have. I did not know this. I, it was like groundbreaking to me. Sorry, maybe not in Dubai. I think of the. I think of the Middle East. I think of every movie I've ever seen when they're riding camels. UAE, the country, is and like- they race camels, don't they? Yeah, and if, I. Apparently you sorry, are sorry, sorry. far more knowledgeable about this than I am. <laughs> nope, nope. But there's a ten million dollar facility now in Dubai because they're showing so much appreciation and love for these animals that are enormous. Oh wow! And they're being treated like racehorses, basically. So there's a new. There's not a lot of uh, places that have the technology and the capability to do big animal explorations like that. This is totally off your story, but there's someone you know that um, we've, we're trying to get a, as a guest on this show as well, who's also an industry person, who I think um, probably did some research in the beginning, got to our guy, and our guy said, oh, I don't think that story's true. It sounds like whatever. So whatever, Daniel Kellison, I can't yeah. just say it. Uh, Daniel Kellison, we've been trying to get on for a long time, and I think he may be one of the people that whatever the heck. All I'm trying to say is if you can get Daniel Kellison here, <laughs> so much for brevity. Good grief. <laughs> He has a fantastic story I've always wanted to hear from him about how he booked Sir – who is it? It's uh, it's not Sir Ian McKellen. Who, 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 we just watched it. Yeah, uh, and not Richard Harris, but the other famous – Sir Richard O'Toole. 
Yeah, okay. So Peter O'Toole, Sir Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole, he booked him on Letterman in the old days, and he had him ride in on a camel, and he said, I'll only do it if you get a specific time of camel, and it was an impossible. So I don't want to tell the whole story, but there's, a, there's, a, there's, I think, a fantastic Hollywood booking story about a camel and one of the most famous actors of all of our, of our time. This is awesome. And it, it would be great me. if you could get that out of Daniel Wen and if he comes on the show. And I'm sorry, uh, again, I guess I'm just jerk when it comes to yo man it's part of the conversation one of the conversations i'm having so it's clearly in the air but camels are us (laughs) never used to be that way it must have come with a desk oh and that's been what's going on mrs ryan (laughs) 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 oh my welcome back (laughs) this new ipad is awesome but things are uh Whatever, it's it's a learning curve, so I'm trying to get it. I think it's going to be better. And I think in the end, Jeff's word will be happier because I think I'll be able to not have to look at it as much. It's a little bigger, and it's far more tactile. Oh. So I hope Mr. Zwar will be happy about that. Wow. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, it's time to take a break, please. We have gone on and on and on way too long. Um, let's take a quick break. Let's get our guests in here. We've got Lucas Seely and Eric Esteban. I did that from memory because I can't find their card. They're going to be job. here in just a few minutes. And uh, that's it. More to come right after this. Kill Midnight Playset. Come on back. We are back here, right? Aren't we? Yeah, we are. I believe oh, so. Oh, good. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hi. All the New cameras are good? It. Yeah. <laughs> we are sitting here with, okay, wait a second. Now I've got it screwed up. So wait, you're Lucas. I'm Lucas, okay. yeah. Okay, Lucas Seely and Eric Esteban. Yes. All right. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Um, I want to start here. with, um, how's that for an intro? Here's this guy and here's this guy. <laughs> I want to start with who you guys are, why you guys are here today, and how you do something similar, and, and you're in comedy and all the. I just want to get to know you. It's really yeah. all it is. It's really sure, all it well, is. There's well, no agenda. Well, Lucas and I met on my podcast, Crazy Funny Asians. Oh, it's I your have, podcast. Yeah, you don't do it together. Mm-mm. Well, he oh. we did it one time together. <laughs> you did it one time together. I'm a one night stand kind of guy. I do it once with uh. one person every time. I'm I'm a host, <laughs> and then Lucas. So is that's the why host. you're like it's your show, man. Whatever you want to do, just well, strive it. Right. That's yeah. kind of because that's how I roll. I, like like I told awesome. you, I I force people to watch me dance for 20 minutes before we start. <laughs> and it's not hip hop. It's uh, no. interpretive. Art dancing. Oh, interpretive is the best. Interpretive art dancing to Hank Williams. Oh, to Hank Williams. Yeah. For real? I call it art. No, it's (laughs) totally a joke. That'd be really weird if, like, okay, well, before we podcast, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna do this interpretive dance. That'd be weird. And it's Weirder 20 minutes, by the way. No, that's one thing. It's 20 hey, minutes long. You know what? I have guests coming this afternoon. I might try it. <laughs> You should. It'd be good energy. For yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. You never yeah. know. They might join in. Who cares? I'm, let's you never know. Like an well, improv dance. It's, <laughs> let's just start there with what is Crazy Asians podcast. Well, and crazy. Esteban does not also sound like the most Asian. Well, because I'm Filipino, so we were colonized oh, okay. by the Spain- Spaniards for 400 years, and my real name is Garcia, but Esteban is my father's <laughs> name. So really, that's the explanation of. That Esteban is my dad's name. I've got some confusing shit there, too. Yeah. No need to unpack it's, it. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Anyhow. <laughs> Unless you want to. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I mean, I, I did want to, because I did, I did like the fact that it was Eric Garcia first, but then SAG told me I couldn't do that. There was already one. Yeah, there was, there was already a mayor a, and everything, right? Yeah, all some, sorts some, of stuff. Something like There's a whole bunch of Eric Garcias. Anyway, so then I did Eric Esteban, and there wasn't one. So there you go. That That's how the name started. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but the podcast. But the, how podcast, did the podcast start? is... Basically, it started um, uh, in May of last year, or of this year, I'm sorry, May of this year uh, for Asian American Heritage Month. And 
it was basically just I was bored, and I oh wanted. Oh my god! To, all the best stuff starts this way. Well, it, 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 I, and also, I, I didn't like going to open mics. I like just you, talking you're both about comedians, comedy. right? We can say that. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're both comedians. comedians yeah. And, and 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 I like going to open mics sometimes, but I have two kids, so sometimes it gets hard to leave the house. So I like to invite my comic friends over and really? just write and just talk. And so it ended up being something that became on a regular basis, and I did it every week and every Friday. And then I get the creator <laughs> and director of Big Sky Comedy Festival yeah, to come yeah. over. I mean, that's pretty awesome because pretty so rad. is that how you met your because uh, all right we'll get to the comedy fest in just one second but you were promoting the comedy fest on your podcast yeah well i mean i, I don't know if he necessarily needed to promote it on my well, podcast dude, but you but, know what i'm saying <laughs> but yes definitely i i definitely think that well because my podcast uh, we were lucky because we all have a share a wonderful friend uh nyla mm-hmm. and she she that's how you're here today all, that yeah. well, she oh, connected all of nyla. us and she's just a wonderful lady she was and, a guest on the show right yeah yeah and she reached out to me on my podcast, she had heard about it, and then we put together a showcase, comedy showcase, and then she's like, "You should reach out to Lucas." So then I did wow. that, and then now here so we are. So she knew both of you guys and said, "You guys should probably put something together." Yeah, well, she def- awesome. she said you should definitely have Lucas on your podcast because, of course, Big Sky is Big Sky, and um, you know. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh... So 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 back to Montana then. Are you born and raised in Montana? See how I, yeah. see how I segued it to you. See, I Perfect. Yeah. He sets me up, man. Just... We just vibe. She's like, these guys would vibe together. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. born and raised in Montana because uh, that's where Asians hang out. Is yeah, everybody knows that. Montana. <laughs> uh, born and raised in, it, it said Billings? Billings, Montana, Montana yeah. Uh, we got there because uh, a church sponsored my family from Laos. Uh, we were put in a communist work camp and then uh, my parents escaped. And then we're in a refugee camp in Thailand. Holy shit, what year is this? This was uh, in, they got there in. This is eight, how all the best stories start. Ni- <laughs> 1980, yeah. So they wow. escaped across the Mekong River, got to Thailand, uh, was in refugee camp. And my dad and my mom were like uh, higher ranking officers that were helping the U.S. government when so the U.S. Value. government had the secret war there and were. Doing a bunch of crazy things over in Laos oh, that no smokes. one knows about. Wow! And so, uh, yeah, we got put on a. Right, right. My parents got put on a higher list, and so we got to America faster. And it was a church in Billings, Montana, that got us to America. That's incredible. How old were you when that was going on? Uh, I wasn't born were you yet. Alive? No. Oh, you weren't alive. No, okay, all so my siblings. I'm the youngest of six kids. Me, I'm old. <laughs> um, we were alive. Like I, I did the math. Like I'm not really good at math, but I'm kind of good but i did the math of i know and i don't fit the stereotypes <laughs> of it i'm really, terrible awful. at math as well <laughs> math and my last math teacher was my my junior high math teacher and his name straight up you can look it in my yearbook was richard heinous oh no dick, dick heinous, heinous yeah. was his name <laughs> geometry never once did i take another math class no, again. no. math was not for me yeah it's not for me either I, I did take college algebra three times in order to graduate that, see, wait, what, what was your Two major that you needed? Stereotypical Asians uh, right here. Business. <laughs> oh, and you need algebra for business? Yeah. It's a required but It was a, a core class. Oh. It was my freshman year, failed it. Sophomore year, failed it. Had to retake it. Senior year, spring semester, in order to graduate. And I was on the cusp of not making it. So 
what I learned in business is to send thank you cards to people. <laughs> and so I sent my professor a thank you card right before the finals. Like, hey, thanks for all these years. I'm so glad I got to take your class three times. And then I got my degree. <laughs> so it worked. Give you your welcome card. Mm-hmm. But see, oh. unbeknownst to most most people, he, they don't know that he played football. Yeah. Oh. He was a running Played back. college football. Uh, with a scholarship or how? Yeah, with a scholarship. That's how I ended up in uh, Rocky Mountain College. Congratulations! Yeah, I don't know. Ma- I don't know many football know. scholarship people who turned to c- comedy. <laughs> no, you're a conundrum who, who had to me. A, uh, scholarship <laughs> at any point in their life. Uh, especially Asian. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> That's why you're a conundrum Ocean, to me. Nothing makes sense. Kid from what was from Billings, Montana. Mile, yeah. Montana. Yeah. And then he was a scholarship on football. Are you kidding Yo, me? That's I'm, crazy. It, uh, none of it makes sense, but I—that's that, me too. So I get it. Yeah, she, you, you she, played football too. She, Hot, close, hang hockey. on, close. She was a swimmer in high school, and she was getting all sorts of offers for scholarships. And she was like, "No, nah, I'll go to the school where they didn't give me one." And she decided to take up hockey there. Her family is from basically Canada, from Rochester, and they're all huge into hockey. So she started playing what became the varsity hockey team for University of Michigan. This girl on the ice. What? That's a, that's a big deal because Michigan hockey is a big deal there. Boom. Yeah. Too. My uh, my high school fight song is the same as UM's. Hail no, to the victory! Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this, you guys! Unbelievable! <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, I haven't s- heard that similar, similar in that. Yeah, uh, breaking stereotypes all around. So, but how did I don't know how you get from football that... and business to comedy and this guy? I, I've always just been. <laughs> I've always like. <laughs> you wanna you wanna talk about digging deep and finding truth. Yeah. Uh growing up in a white community um where there was a point and I think I talked about this with yeah. you in podcasts yeah. where there was a moment where I remember I remember this specific moment so much where I, I remember in grade school uh some kids were making fun of me because of my skin color, right? And at the time, like, I'm a young kid. I don't know anything. And I'm like, well, this doesn't feel right. And I remember going home and washing my skin so hard to try to wash out the color of my skin because I felt so embarrassed. And I remember from that point, it was kind of – it was sports and making people laugh that made me feel accepted into this – to people that were a light skin to me. So – I would always beat them in sports. I would race them. I would, was better than them at that. I was better than them at basketball. I was better than them at football. And then I would make people laugh to get them to like me, mm-hmm. to forget the fact that my eyes are shaped differently than theirs or my skin was different. So like digging deep into where all this really came from and looking at like why do I do comedy and why did I play football, it is because of those reasons. And it's like, well, like when I – had that moment of like, why, you know, why do I do comedy? I'm like, oh, you just want to make people mad. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> you know? Ego, right? <clears throat> yeah. It really, it really, I looked at like, you know, my upbringing and like my dad would always be, would always tell me like, you got to work hard to be good because we're not from here and these people are going to treat you a certain way if you're not good at whatever it is you're doing. doesn't matter what it is, but they're they're gonna treat you differently, and so you got to work hard to be better. Overcome. Mm-hmm. So that's so real. That came from your dad. That came from my dad and my mom. They're both really. We came to America with five U.S. dollars, and 
my parents are now, I don't want to say it, but they have a lot of money. <laughs> well, it sounds like they worked for it. Yeah, they worked really hard for it. And so, you know, in comedy, like, you know, I, me and my buddy created Big Sky Comedy Festival. And I didn't want to be like, uh, let's just put a comedy festival together and put a bunch of shows and just call it a festival. I'm like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to make this different from whatever what, what everyone else is doing. Th- this is a great opportunity to talk about what exactly is the Big Sky. Big Sky Comedy Festival. Uh, now it's a six-day comedy festival. Holy smokes. Yeah. What did it start as? I thought it was a long Started weekend. as three. Yeah, long Three weekend. days. It used to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday with uh, two shows on Thursday, two shows Friday, and then the finale on Saturday. And then it was all competition-based. And then we started each year we started adding shows because the the competition portion of it was more to get the community of Billings to be like, hey, come out this comedy competition. Right, right. And even though Entry, I do, get people interested, yeah, even sure. though I do have that competitive side in me, uh, I'm not really big on competing, especially in arts. Agreed. And so we slowly started adding more shows. Now there's more. Uh, novelty shows and there are the competition portion and on his podcast i let him know or let the people know that Get a little preview of preview that uh in 2020 we're moving away from the individual you know in the past we'd have one overall winner you know we'd have the f- eight finalists and then the overall winner da 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 and they would get paid out x amount of dollars but next year we're totally moving away from that format and creating a different format that I believe has not been done in the comedy world before. We're gonna it's all gonna be team based. So it's kinda like uh I guess in a way like the Olympics where it sounds like best ball. Like we're all we're all competing for points, but it's yeah. going for the best of our team. Yeah. Everybody wants this. that teammate to do good. Where before like it, it was split in two teams, Team Augie and Team Seeley. Augie Smith is from Billings, Montana as well. And he's a great stand-up comic. And so we'd have our teams, but even though there would be two people like on Team Seeley when they're in the competition rounds, in a way, that competitive side of people would be like, I kind of hope that person bombs so I can do good. Of course. I mean, you know what I mean? It's comic nature. human nature, yeah. I think, to think that way sometimes. But now... When you're on a team, that's great. Too. Yeah, now you yeah. want a team. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like... Actually, you're, you may teach people something about... Another yeah. way to be. You're nodding. You think of the same. No, yeah, because I, I like part of what I love about my own podcast is that I get to have people like Lucas on the show and get to hear his story and learn from him. Because I've only been doing stand up now for like four years, so it's not a not a thing that I. So I'm, I haven't toured. I only did one show. Like I had so much respect for Lucas because he did this comedy festival back in his hometown mm-hmm. after that- making it out here. And I grew up going in Chicago, home, and going home is a different thing. It's like, so I was able to go home right before I interviewed you. I was I was at home, and I did my one my crazy funny Asian show with an all Asian lineup in Chicago, and like marrying all of the whole experience together. Like I could talk about it and go on. I probably start crying because it was so like eye opening, and like uh, this is like you know. Like when you see the path before you yes. and in front of you, and it's the like, magic from the movie. Oh, and you're like, oh, this is wow, it's, it's, it's this is where you... it's the push pull and everything yeah. else. And oh my like gosh, like makes was sense. like you are great, and Mad Martin was doing like you, like that moment where you're like ah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's been that for like all of October and all of November and all of and it's it's 
kind of I'm, I'm really excited for 2020 because it's a the weird space I'm in right now. <laughs> I am. I like, why did you say that? You 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 said something and then you didn't say something. No, I didn't. No, that's that's exactly what I felt like. I mean, that's, it's in a weird. I'm in a because my 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 daughters are my 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 oldest daughter is turning ten, and my youngest daughter is five, and like all these weird like. 2020 and like I there's a lot of stuff in the just, atmosphere it's a whole bunch of things and I'm real into numbers and just a weird there's just a real just confluence of a whole bunch of different energies and I feel like next year is going to be a good thing for a lot of people I agree with and, you and I can't I, base this on anything but a no I can't I can't base feeling. it on anything but just like uh like just everything that's going on in my life and everything that's going on in you know just it's like if we were kids and had an invisible friend. My invisible friend told me, you don't need to worry because it's all going to be okay. Right, like that like, whole phrase. Seriously, at the it, end of this month, everybody's going to get like blessings and like all real. this stuff. Like they say it's, it's darkest before the dawn. Like sometimes when it's really, you know, like it, it's been really Yeah, people are afraid, bad. To, it's people really are afraid kinda, to talk this way. To, though, so it's nice to say stuff. Is. You're scared to do stuff. And I think it's, it's going to be a different time soon. I feel that way too. It's like the energy is, you can feel the energy shift. In the oh. world, like in the, in the ether, right? Yeah, I don't slowly know. Slowly but surely. I'm one of those weird meditators, and I go all about energies, but... You are? Yeah. Yeah, we are, too. Yeah. I mean, we have to be. We, we didn't used to be, but we are now, and we would never, ever go back. You know, you can't, you can't untake the pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different conversations. Like, I was having an old work conversation, but applying new logic and the way we think now and like talking about energy in a work conversation is typically weird yeah but i was thankfully talking to somebody and got it so it made sense but th- i'm with you and the- things are changing and taking the team like competitive nature out of the equation it doesn't mean that you don't want to do well right and i think there's a misconception that taking that fight out of it, it that's what that means and it's like it's like, it's, a, it's a it's almost it's a different fight and so the competitiveness it shifts people's mind from i want to do this because it benefits only me and now we can change that thought to where I want to do well because I'm not going to help myself, but I get to help all these other people on my team, which in stand-up comedy has never really been that way. Never. No. So why why can't it be? Why can't it be that our mind can shift and then we can work together? Because in the past, it's been so more of, it's just an individual thing, but I'm like, I don't like that. It's <laughs> so fascinating. I, I, could, I could talk to you about this subject alone forever and ever and ever. Do you think... When I got so excited about this concept, for me, uh, for a lot of people who talked about, you know, comedians, uh, we're all in our own head. There's a narcissistic thing that just everybody has. It's all up here. You know we what I mean? We stand uh, up my on thoughts, stage my with a microphone in our hand. I mean, Listen to my thoughts. On, listen to my thoughts. It's, it's a yeah. crazy, kooky thing. So anybody who has that brain is, is already kind of like maybe a little bit different than everybody else. Um, one of the life secrets I figured out, you know. X amount of years ago was that like once you stop playing for yourself and start playing for the team, your life gets exponentially better. Yes. And I mean yeah. so much. I mean the blessings we talked about and just people coming into your life, all, nothing but goodness. If you can turn that shit going on in comedy into that goodness, you're not going to only make a lot of careers. You're going to change the space. Change lives because it's, it's different. Cause, it's already changing lives. Well, yeah, because I, mean, <laughs> I see that in my podcast because we did, you know, we've been doing the podcast for a few months and then Nyla approached me. And she asked me to do this showcase where she's like, how many all, you know, an all Asian showcase where how many Asians can you think you could get to, you know, be in a show? You're like, how long's the show? Two minutes. 
And and she's like, I'm like, how long do you want to stay? <laughs> That's the real answer, right? Because I'm like, I could probably get you about 50. And she's like, no way. And I'm like, no, I'm for real. I could probably get you. What did you she 50. think you would say? Five, six, ten? Maybe, I, don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I really don't know what number she was thinking. But I mean, when I think of a showcase, I think of between five, six, ten. Well, because she just said, how many Asians do you think you could get in a room to do two minutes of stand-up comedy? I'm like, well, that's kind of like an audition. So let me, I, I'd probably get like 50 of them. Yep. And so, and Calling all cars. Just call, just call everybody out. <laughs> yeah. And so I put a All of them except for me. I'm like, hey, where was my invite? And, <laughs> and then when I told him about it, he was like, you got... I didn't know. Like, I didn't I even know that many 40, Asians. I don't think I got forty Asians to submit to Big Sky. Wow! And and then when he said that, it like opened my eyes because what we did in in the show was my had I had my DJ and they would play him off at two minutes no matter what just because Nyla has the two minute rule because on AGT if you're yeah. auditioning for AGT you got to do two minutes. If you go if you run the light, you're gonna go off. You go to commercial, right? See you later. Yep. So. That's how we set it up, and we set it up almost like a game show. But then we ended up having like 150 people in the audience just watching. Where'd and you like do it? At the brew yard in Glendale. So it was like capacity. We were packed Whoa. in there. And the energy in there was so wonderful. Everybody did great. And then I was expecting, you know, when you do a casting, you're like, oh, maybe you've got like one or two people. Nyla, how many people do you think you're going to call in? I'm thinking about 15 out of, out of these. Wow. Things. No way. Whoa. That's awesome. 33, like over 30%. And then amazing. it just started, like you said, once you reach out and you open yourself up to the community, it's a different thing. Like for me, I'd always been, oh, let me push my stand-up video. Let me, like, like you know, narcissistic, self-promotion, right? And now it's a, now, a, now Asian comics are coming up to me, like asking me for advice because I put together this showcase and apparently it was the largest all asian showcase ever nyla said you made history and i was Whoa. like Whoa. call the book oh oh okay okay i mean i congratulations and, and the thing for me was all i wanted to do was do a good show like i just wanted to put on a good show with all asians and it ended up being this really cool thing and now Good product comes out of that not competitive, like taking that yeah, the just, equation. It, like it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a, it, everybody's, I say it a lot because I, when I grew up, I grew up watching Red Fox on TV. Oh, man. And I grew up watching Richard Pryor and, and listening to Bill Cosby and watching Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And, and they were all. We had the same childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but, 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 I mean, I, and I remember the Brown Hornet being one of the first minority superheroes I saw in the, in, on Fat Albert. Like, all the bad stuff he did, sure, but I mean, like the stuff he did back then that influenced me. I can't. Oh, can't picture take pages it away. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, all of it, all of it, and and then I say it in my podcast because everybody talks about Joe Coy or like some of the the one Asian comic here, the one Asian comic there, and I'm like, there can be so many, there can be all of us, and whoever's funniest rises to the top, and that's what I felt that energy at that night when you had forty of the best Asian comics in LA doing their thing. How did you feel after Nyla said, Hey, congratulations. You just like broke a record. I mean, an, an, you know, an unofficial record. Well, it was a trip because I started the, the October is Filipino American history month. Okay. So I started tweeting on, in October 1st. I said, Clever, smart. Let's, let's <laughs> do, yeah, I know, right? Straight up, straight up good marketing. <laughs> <And> almost presidential. <laughs> but I was tweeting and I said, um, this um, Filipino American History Month, let's make some history. Oh. And then 
I did. <laughs> and it was kind of a trip. It's just like all, yeah, yeah, just no, all but, coming together. And you then, put but, it out there. What was it. The coolest part for me was like I was hoping that my next level of stand-up comedy was to start submitting to the comedy festivals. And then when Nyla suggested that Lucas do my podcast, I'm like, how un- this is for two Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll DM him and see if he even responds. <laughs> then, for real, because you just never know. You know, just I, I don't know. Because you, you, sometimes you reach out to big comics and they don't. Oh, they also, don't we're our own worst critic up here. Like, why would you want to do my True, show? True, right. Well, why would you want to? Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah. You know, and then I, re- I reached out and he, and he hit me back like instantly and it, it had a cool conversation and. Now we're here talking. This is you amazing. Guys. So I thought you guys both host, hosted See, the show the together. The chemistry was I so thought... good on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, and I, But Nyla sort of almost pitched you as like a duo. So because you are great together, you're you're tossing back and forth and everything. What are you guys going to do together in the future? Uh, we're going to hold hands when we walk to our cars after this. We're, we're going to be married. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be your kid stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm hoping to work with but you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you guys should do something together. You're very good together, and this seems to be a good format for you, too. Yeah. Why don't you guys hope Let's to figure show something together? out, bro. Well, hey. It's look. a neat, organic way to build your, the community you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, and. And Andor, uh, if we can be of any help oh, or service I was, look, in general. Uh, I, I'm, uh, see, again, I'm in a, in a space where I'm just receiving all this cool energy. So whatever you guys want to do, I'm down for. I'll, look, I'm sitting in this chair where whoever was sitting, everybody, I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody sat everybody. in. It's it's. I always loved like when I go to old UCB or I go to the Groundlings, and you feel the history of the spot. You know, no you can doubt. feel it when you mm-hmm. walk in and feel the the whole thing, the comedy store. We know what you and, mean. You yeah. want to know about a feeling of like old history? Yeah. At the Glendale Mall, do you know that's the first Panda Express that ever opened? <laughs> no. You mean like it was just For a real? standalone? For re- yeah. It was a standalone okay. hut or something? No. First of all, okay, because I have a sketch <laughs> idea that I'm now going to shoot on my iPhone 11 because I saw that video. Did you see this video with, film. This, the, yeah, yeah. with the dude where he shot the snowball fight? The, yes. the guy from John, John Wick, Wick. Wick yeah. shot the snowball fight with his iPhone. Saw it this I'm going to go shoot my comedy sketch with my iPhone 11 at this first yeah, and it, it all started the first. It was called Panda Inn was uh, the name of the actual restaurant. Panda Inn, sure. Yeah. And then uh, they – Turn to fast food. Yeah, and then they had an opportunity. You know, it was just it was just a regular restaurant, and the the owner's wife, co-owner, whatever you want to call her, she uh, was in business and analytics, so she understood like numbers and numbers and stuff. And checking. So she was one of the uh, pioneers, as you would say, for what we call now fast casual dining, where you start one way and you work your way down. She was the one who. Help innovate style. that, yeah. She's the one wow. who helped That's innovate that cool. because it was over. It was all about timing and uh, like the food and all that stuff. Like she figured it out instead of the food being the conveyor belt, the people become the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Food is stations Smart. instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she took a concept like that's why Chipotle's uh, format, the fast casual, is the way it is now, where you just go down the line and dee 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 Well, yeah, they just had an opportunity to open up one in Glendale Mall. At the Galleria. And so when you go to the original Glendale Mall, you get these feelings? Yeah. That's why there's two of them in there. That's almost like going to like... Wait, what? What do you mean that's why there's that's two of Asian them? That's Asian-American history. I don't know. Right? There is two of them in there. There's two. <laughs> there is two of them, but I'm so just which like... one is the one... The that's... main one is downstairs, okay, and it's so the, like the busiest one. Is it still a Panda one. Inn, or is it a Panda Express? It's Panda Express. Yeah, so they called it Panda Express. 
the new Panda Inn, uh, they remodeled it. The new There's... Panda Inn. Now it's getting too combobulated. <laughs> Actually, me and Nyla went there to eat dinner one time. It was uh, when she first told me her and her, is it fiance now or just boyfriend still? Do you I know? think that they're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that that Nyla announced on my podcast that she was pregnant? That's where? Was That's it? She Kidding. Told. Yeah. She, That's she, awesome. she, 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 had her, she said that it was cool to... Is tell, she Asian? What's going on? She's yeah. Well, she's Pakistani descent, so that's technically oh, South sure, Asian. Okay. So yeah, yeah. She that was the coolest part about it was she's like I'm. I don't have a lot of Asians around me, so she specifically wanted to have more, and that's amazing. So she reached out, and like I said, it was a trip to me because I've only been doing this for a few months. And how the, many how many podcasts do you have? How many have you done? This right thirty two right twenty nine twenty nine. That's no, I'm okay. It's impressive. And in only like a couple some, months. And some of the folks that I've had, I, I, it's kind of a trip because, like, episode three was Kelvin Han Yi, uh, the first Asian-American man to kiss a white lady on a movie screen in a, in a feature film. Which becomes a huge deal. And, it's a trip. and, and then he awful. ended up telling a story about how he used to improvise with Robin Williams. Oh, boy. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? So it's a superpower. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And then and then I have John John Briones, who was the one of the 15 Filipinos who were p- plucked from the Philippines in the original cast of Miss Saigon. Seriously? Yeah, he, him and Lea Salonga. And then John John, 25 years later, went from the um, ensemble to playing the engineer in the main role. And then he was in the 25th anniversary with Jonathan Price back and forth. I was going to say, uh, I knew the, in London. I yeah. knew the New York show very well because it was yeah. literally right across the street from oh, this. Oh, man. Literally. And, and, and so, like, all these different guests are coming and friends who do TV shows and all these different things. And because our, there's not many Asian-American artists out there, whether it be comedy, acting, theater, directing, there's not a lot. So when you can... You're, we're all kind of connected in some way. So just reaching out, everybody kind of wants to tell their story on the show. And it's been so cool because... It was a necessary forum, it sounds I, like. I, I think It sounds so. like you plugged I, a hole. I, I think it was something... Like, a lot of friends have kept telling me that this is something that... Well, in Chicago, after I did the show with the all-Asian lineup, and we sold out before I got there, which was... Nice. That's, awesome. That's nice. Kind of a trip. You're doing yeah. your radio, your local radio, and everything. Be like, I oh, it's all sold out. It. it was all just internet. It was all just internet promo. Oh, wow. And well, I guess you didn't need to because it was all sold. Yeah. It was what was ba- the venue at? It was with it's, oh, Carl's cause, Jr. Well, because I started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it was on the corner. No. Um. Because I started out in theater in Chicago. I started out in improv and, and theater and uh, collaboration. Um. Was starting out. A th- was a, a big. It's like a, a big urban theater company now in 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 Chicago, but it was just starting out when I was just starting out. And so we did a lot of shows together. I'd help, you know, load in and, you know, help them move in and out of spaces. And wow. just, they were my homies. And so when they saw me producing shows out here, um, the artistic director reached out and he's like, hey man, mm-hmm. what's up? You don't want to do shows in Chicago anymore? And I'm like, no, I didn't do. know that was like, an opportunity. So then he reached, he's like, let's, here's an 80 seat space and here's a date and come on. That's and I was awesome. like, and, wow. it, and it was really I bought these shoes for that show, for the show, no, or after the show. After the show at the Nike Town. In so Chicago. this is the physical. These, uh, are, it these walk the streets of Chicago for like at the day after the show, 
and I. But these are also the physical uh, attachment. This is, this, proof. The, yeah, this is yeah, the receipt I, for that yeah, uh, this transaction. Is the, I'll never get rid of these shoes. These shoes forever. Uh, like, does every color make you think yeah. of certain things? Like this is lumpia right here. Ponset. He, he always <laughs> wants to go back to that because he has a challenge at the end of my podcast where he challenged Joe Coy's mom. Yeah, my family's known for egg rolls. In Billings, Montana, mm-hmm. the egg rolls. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear from Joe. He hadn't said anything. Yes, I think he tweeted at him. He didn't say nothing yet. Uh, please keep going because Mrs. Ryan and I are both New Yorkers who have been trying for 20 years to find an egg roll out here. So please. Yeah. Uh, there's not that many good ones out here, but I can make you guys one. Uh, in Billings, Montana, when we were at uh, the church that I told you guys that sponsored my family, would have a potluck every month. And my parents were just like, all right, well, we'll make these egg rolls. And everybody. Everybody loved them. They're like, these are so good. You should probably never had anything like that. Yeah, yeah. like you should sell these. And so uh, every month they would put in these orders, and my mom would make a bunch of them at home and like deliver by by the dozens. And then they're like, you should like maybe get a food truck or something. Mm-hmm. And so then we got a food truck. Thirty two years ago was the first time that it opened. No shit. Yeah, and then it's just become so popular in Billings, Montana, that like. They only do it now from May to October, but everybody, even all the comics that I bring, like I, you know, book headliners like Steve Byrne, Bobby Lee, Louis Anderson, they all love my mom's egg rolls. Like Steve Byrne, he bought like boxes after the show to take back to the hotel to eat. He's like, your mom's egg rolls are the best. Like, yeah, I would do that. If we were there, I would totally buy a box of your mom's egg rolls. At the end of my podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Lucas challenged Joe Coy because Joe Coy swears by his mom's lumpia. And I like lumpia, but I also like a good egg roll, so I'm good with either. I can be the regulator between the two. I can be the judge. And we could even do like a cooking show on Big Sky. You're just there's, terrible. You're there's just myself. Love, love, I'm just happy to Absolute, be here, bro. You're receiving yeah. it. You deserve it, brother. I love it. I didn't Someone mean to cut you off. saw no, Joe Coy please. at a coffee bean near us, so who knows? I have no idea who this is. Uh, he's a comedian. He has a special on Netflix, but I don't know him other than that, really. Joe yeah. Coy is kind of like, I mean, you, 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 yeah, he's 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 a, he, he's a oh, big if, comedian. If I don't know him, it doesn't mean anything about him. It, I'm just totally. He's, I mean, he's one of the hardest working. He sells out. He sold. He broke a number in Hawaii for most tickets sold in a weekend or something like that. He sells out. He's doing everywhere. the Staples Center in February. Oh, wow. He's no doing a Staples Center? Yeah. He Good announced it on him. Twitter. I, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah, the that's Staples Yeah, Center. he's like at that level of like he's room. getting very close to Kevin Hart level. Dear Lord. Where he's... I worked with him before he was famous, too. We worked on that fucking pilot. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd wasn't famous either. Then he got bridesmaids, and then he blew up. It's so uh, funny. Kevin Hart was just a little guy I, trying really hard to make it. He was always working that hard. all folks that we worked with that are all blown oh, up now. And oh, it's like, wow. Thank you for bringing that up. This Mrs. Is, Ryan, I wanted to add something to your news. Did you hear about the new host of Top Gear USA announced today? No, who is it? Well, two of I, I only know two of them, and one, but you know both of them. One is Dax Shepard, which is Dax Shepard? Awesome. Yep. Uh, amazing awesome. Top Gear? Top Gear USA. Oh, that's perfect for him. That's BBC perfect Top Gear USA. For him. It is yeah. because he's a total car guy. Yeah. And it also kind of like, because Dax will kind of like make it more. For young folk. I mean, really, like, most folks like... I, I know who Dax is. He's cool, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one, somebody we know very well, Rob Corddry. No, no kidding. Jo- I'm not joking you. Rob Corddry, host of Top Gear USA. That's well, congratulations, Rob Corddry. Good job, you uh, Most people know Cordry. him from uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. He's and, on Ballers and, and many things Hospital now. And, yeah, he, and, he was the creator. And my, my, my family's 
shop Broom Street General Store in Silver Lake because I I'm, I'm at he Rob Corddry. Yeah. He, he's come. He, used that's to a Rob Corddry's the bomb. He's a cool dude. She worked with him for years and years. He's and such years. a good dude. Yeah, yeah. we're great, great those guys. Great family. That'll be a great really family. fun show. Those two. I think so too. Wow, I can't wait to watch that's it. That's a good show. And bridging the gap between comedy and cars. Hello. Yeah, they're the ones that do it for sure. They're both every men that like really love car stuff and educatedly know how to talk about it from multiple perspectives. Do you know how many times I tried to get Rob to come to the track with with me in the old days when we had the same car? Remember we both had the 335 dude it up, whatever the fuck? So funny. Uh, I don't remember how we got on that, but thank you for that. No, that's I forgot to mention it before. I wanted to mention that I saw all those Porsches and stuff on the other videos, and I've always coveted a Porsche. (laughs) Yeah. I've never had one. Uh, we have a very old one that's not old enough to be expensive. Okay, well, then I'm not going <laughs> to We have one that we just love because it's like Herbie Lovebug. It well, wants to go anywhere, and it just takes us everywhere. I'm not, I don't really like – I'm not a car guy very much, but there was one car that I had on my wall when I was a kid. It oh, was well, a Porsche. Really? Yeah, yeah Porsche 911. The poster? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. White Porsche. Felt like I'd wear it you know, with no socks and <laughs> <laughs> do it. The Miami Vice thing? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was alive in the 80s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know it what was. my uh, next car would be if I just had money to like, you know, I'm just going to have one of those cars I can just drive around for like fun. Let's hear it. 64 Impala, son. Hydro, son. Impala, son. Wow. <laughs> I was set, directing the sun to me. Oh. That's a, it was a, he oh, was well, directing I... the sun. Got it. You know what I would drive? Well, let's hear it. I want one of those Tesla trucks. That's what I thought he was going to say. The, the Cybertruck. No yes. way, man. Yes. Not because of <laughs> anything else, but it ugly. doesn't look like anything. I know it's ugly. <laughs> I like the fact that it's ugly. It's, I, I like it. It looks like a, like, I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like that, um, the truck in Aliens 2 where he's like, game over, man. Game over. I'd sit in the back of the fucking bed of the truck and be like, game over, man. Game over. And just laugh and be giggling this all is- to myself. And I'd just be happy. I would sit in the garage and do that. I went the same way. But yeah. instead of Aliens, I went, uh, to me, it's Tango and Cash. Do you remember Tango and Cash with that freaking thing? Now, I knew the guy who owned the real thing. And they did that fucking windshield that they same did? way. Yeah. Tango. And now, who were the guys? It was uh, Rocky. It was, uh, it was uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and Kurt Patrick Russell. S- oh, Kurt Russell. And a very young, beautiful, taut Terry Hatcher. No way. Yes. Seriously? I, rem- I memorized that movie. I loved and it. Was, it, was, it was Victor Palance as the villain, and he had the rats. He did have the rats. He had the rats, that. and was, they put him in a maze. And two Bond-like, of them like, yeah. one is Tango and one is Cash. And oh, put him in a maze. wow. I, I have a stupid memory with movies. It's so like do all, I. But... All, my, all my stand-up is all just references to movies that I've seen. I love it. I can't really? wait to see you. Yeah, all of it is. I tried to do that. Cause I, I freaking bombed so hard. I tried to make a reference to uh, Ninja Turtles and uh, Spider-Man with uh, Sam Remy, the ones that he directed. Yeah. No one got it. <laughs> Like yeah, you probably get. I'm just saying, like me personally, no, like, no, I no, because all it. my stuff is because I I started doing stand up writing a one man show. It was called the Fight Club for One, and it was just all my 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 one man stories. And my friend um, from Chicago, Lucky C, up asked me to do um, all of it without the drama. He's like, just do that without the drama, and then do stand up at, at my my comedy festival here in Chicago. And that was my debut in stand up. And uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but um, <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. We're That's talking right. about movies and oh no, yeah. So so basically, like a lot of it is just that hashtag representation matters. Huh. 
that's kind of all that's my theme for everything for all of it even all the plays that I write all the things that I do like all of it is that because when I see your when you see yourself in something mm -hmm. it it's powerful right and so my the one joke that I wrote that made me kind of go on this tangent and it's got got kind of got me the most traction is like when you watch Return of the Jedi Right when, Ooh. right when they cut, right when they, right when they're trapped in the net, sure, when the Chewbacca has caught the net, and then and Chewbacca's they're all Han Solo and C three PO and R two D two and um, Luke Skywalker and, and they're all caught in the net, and then and then R two D two cuts them loose, right? They're in the, on the moon of Endor, and they all fall down, and C three PO falls down, and they're all there, and then they're surrounded by Ewoks with spears, and it's a lot of gibberish, a lot of gibberish, like and you don't really understand any of what the Ewoks are saying. And then C-3PO rises from the bushes. The annoying one? The C, yeah. The yeah. golden. The golden, yeah. the golden <laughs> robot. The beautiful golden robot. The original robot. Jar Jar. Rise, yeah, exactly. Rises from, the, from the, the bushes. And then one Ewok distinctly says exactly this. He says, Ayun Maganda. Now that means in Tagalog, hey, look over there. That's beautiful. Wow. And what I realized when I saw that is that Ewoks are Filipino. Ah, <laughs> look at that. That's my reference to see. That's amazing. Representation matters. Oh, it oh. does matter. It's like, you I know. I that would play in an Asian show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's the one Asian representation we know? That's the one. And then, then it's true. It's like when you've grown up, like you, what you see is like that that's possible, right? When you yeah. see, I guess, yourself. So like. You know, I love kung fu movies. And obviously, yeah, of course, you got to love Bruce Lee. Of course. And what made seeing Bruce Lee. So when that movie came out, do you remember uh, Dragon? Bro, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can do the whole scene for you with the accent. Don't concentrate on the finger. Oh, the heavenly gold. But see, I'm but seeing that movie Dragon, right? And seeing Bruce Lee's story. Oh, that the the, the with and the Jason Scott Lee, the yeah, Jason, yeah, the oh autobiography, and time. seeing that yeah. movie, and seeing the fact that he married a white girl inspired me so hard. <laughs> me too. That's why I you're have, married I, one. I, I'm, I married a white girl. <laughs> really? Also, yes, and also a college girlfriend told me that she was in love with me, but we were never going to get married because she then, wanted to marry a white guy because she wanted to have mixed kids. Oh my goodness gracious! It's truth. This, uh, you know we're trying to wrap it up now. Holy <laughs> crap! We're just, put that away, save it for next time. Un let's unpack that on the show next time. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say like when white girls would be like, "Hey, you know, it's not good for white people to date Asians." I would play them that movie. So like, see, it's okay. Bruce Lee did it. I would tell. And, her, and like her mom, his his mother in law came around. I would tell. I would tell them that Bruce Lee is half Filipino. And then I would also tell them, if they didn't believe that, I would tell them that Keanu Reeves was half Filipino. And then I'd, I'd get him because Keanu Reeves was hot back in the day. Yeah. And now. Yeah, still. he is Keanu's now. pretty hot. Yeah, still. Sorry about that. I had a technical thing because I didn't plug a camera in. It should unplug the whole bit. Anyway. Shout out to Count Keanu. Eh, I think we're good now. Um, um, you guys are just absolutely delightful. I had no idea what to expect today, and I totally enjoyed it. I hope you did, too. Yeah. Um, are we going to see you again? Where are we going to see you? What's happening with you guys? Can we follow you on social media? Lucas is all over. Now is a great time to do the segment we call Billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead over there to Camera 4.
for and tell us, tell us anything, everything. Tell us wherever we can find uh, it. Just go to my website, LucasDude, L-U-K-A-S-D-U-D-E.com. It has all my socials, videos, uh, my calendar for where I'm going to be at, all that stuff. Awesome. And your festival is every October? Every October, yeah. Okay. So, Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana. Uh, for comics that watch this, we open submissions in May. May. Maybe April this year. Okay. Give more people time, but we usually give them about three months to us for submission time. But I don't know. The the format's going to be different, so I don't know how we're going to do submissions this year. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. What about uh, social media? Are you guys on the social media? Yep. Lucas. What's your handle? At Lucas Seeley. L-U-K-S-S-E-E-L-Y. And I am at Miscellaneous Brown. <laughs> that's... That's that's my that's my Instagram. Just follow me at Miscellaneous Brown. You can I love do it. everything else. Love, Don't worry I about it. it. <laughs> it's so good. Miscellaneous Brown. I don't even know what that could possibly be referring to. I don't get it. In fact, I don't get it. The twentieth. This is my twenty-year career. Miscellaneous Brown. Oh, uh, I thought it meant to like. What is that? Oh, just <laughs> miscellaneous. Could brown. be that. Whatever you want. It's a miscellaneous brown. I like this. I, do you, where do you perform? Do you perform a lot in town? Yeah. Um, either at the HaHa, close by right here. By here, yeah. Uh, the Ice House lot in the Comedy Store. And, or do you play in town too? I will. I do um, my show every month, Miscellaneous Brown's Karaoke Comedy Spectacular at the Brew Yard in Glendale. Oh, okay. At the same place. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then what about your podcast? My podcast is just Crazy Funny Asians with a Z. Pluralize it with a Z. Available anywhere because podcasts I'm are available. Urban. Yeah, and because I'm urban. <laughs> everywhere they're available. Miscellaneous Brown and Crazy Funny Asians. I love it. I love it. Are you guys good? Did you enjoy this experience? Yeah, it was a great it. time. Great. Yeah, it was fun. fun. You guys are both very cool and natural at this. I want to see you hosting something together. I want to see I want to see you do something together because I like yes, this please. duo. Don't you? Yeah, gonna, I really do. It's, no, we're going to do a buddy cop. And Nyla knows what's up because she For knows real, no, a buddy cop film. I trust her film. immensely. Ooh, she knows what's up. Because he's he's a little he's a little idea. more serious than I am, and I could be like the goofy guy, and he could be the guy that drives the Porsche. He's more serious he's than a, you. Yeah, he's R&B. He's a running back. He <laughs> busts through back. the offensive line. Have I'm you not seen my like stand up? I'm not that serious. I talk about McDonald's. Nothing about anything about him. I just I just have mad respect because he's a running back. Sweetness. Asian uh, sweetness. All right. Well, Mrs. Ryan, thank you guys both for being thank here. Thank you so guys much. for having uh, us. Appreciate Lucas it. Lucas so and Eric Esteban. Mrs. Ryan, who do we have tomorrow? Because it's time for us to wrap it up. Uh, the right card here. I, I forget the first name, but I know the spelling of the last name. Sorry, it's A S S A. I had to look it up. Okay. Someone is here tomorrow. It's a comedian, though, tomorrow, yes. right? Yeah. And then Thursday, we've got uh, John Benton here. So that'll be uh, really good to talk about all the, the things he's been dealing with lately. All the people yeah. in the Porsche world Can't know John Benton. So, uh, I love you, Mrs. Ryan, so very much. Happy birthday to Happy you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Big deal. Uh, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you being here. We love you as well. And yeah, we love everybody at home. on your birthday. <laughs> we and love everybody at home. Of course. Sorry. Go ahead. Of course. Oh. <laughs> love everybody at home, and uh, please love one another. We'll see you soon. That's so cool. I saw you doing that, and I, my buddy has that same type of thing on his iPad, and I'm like, wow, you're cutting it live and cutting each. 